0: awesome hello Alex um, thank nice you surprise. for your time <laughs> thank you thank you for your time today um, yeah, nice nice to, nice to meet you my, my pleasure you know I was just uh, checking um, uh, as a little preparation because I couldn't find much about you and what I could find about you is it's it's it uh, it asks more question when that's it when when it answers and I really like that because I don't know anything about you but I just um, <laughs> Uh, watched uh, your Passive Aggressive uh, video and I was oh that's that's at home you know So and and I see your studio (laughs) now and um, anyway it's a great song I really I mean you know uh, anyway we're going to talk about all this Uh, first off can you please introduce yourself uh, to the audience and and say who you are and why you maybe make the music you are making because it's very special and (laughs) um And also where you come from, maybe music-wise, so that we know a little bit of your backstory. You know, you learned the flute with five or something. (laughs) Uh, So, um, yeah, please introduce yourself. Thank you.
1: Sure. Uh, Yeah, my name is Alex. Uh, I go by Al Yag. Um, I'm based in Calgary, Canada. And uh, I guess the the music that I produce, I would describe it as electro, sci-funk, drum and bass, (laughs) new disco, trance metal. So it's a bit of a mouthful um exactly uh, yeah (laughs) it basically started off as uh as myself trying to figure out how to combine some of my favorite musical elements because i'm first and foremost a metalhead i've always been a huge fan of like uh, especially scandinavian melodic death metal like you know children of Bodom, soil work in flames those kind of cats um and so i've been playing guitar since i was about 13 years old so however many years that is um and always played in a lot of bands and and things like that and just eventually uh i ended up going to audio school and learning how to produce my own music because i never really wanted to to pay a third party to kind of do everything uh i was always kind of do it yourself uh, from Mm -hmm. the get-go so um yeah went there learned how to how to do the things and eventually uh because in my old band i was essentially the guy who wrote all the music uh as well like even though i, I encouraged the other guys to be like hey if you have any ideas pitch in uh it'd be awesome to kind of work on stuff they're like yeah we'll just play whatever you want us to do i'm like okay <laughs> and that's kind of uh how i even got into like uh drum sequencing or or programming and all that stuff in the first place is because i'd have to kind of map out what i wanted the drums essentially to sound like and mm-hmm. give them to the guys and they would just kind of put their own twist on them and stuff uh but then eventually i kind of once that band dissolved, uh, it was called Celestis uh, because I wrote all the music. like I essentially used those as the guinea pigs uh, whenever I was, you know, whatever project I was working on, on in audio school, I would just go back and keep reworking those songs over and over and over again until I try to get them the best to the best version they could be. Um, and then so I still like have a bunch of those songs kind of on the back burner. Uh, Celestis is still going to be a thing I'll resurrect one day, but uh, since then I've just been working with this kind of electronic moniker, uh, Aliag, And, um, a pretty big electronic musical, uh, music festival scene here in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, especially in Western Canada, like some of the bigger ones like Shambhala and, uh, there's like a, a ton of like other more local ones and stuff, or at least there were, um, mm-hmm. up until, you know, recent events and stuff. And I'm sure uh, a bunch of them will make a resurgence eventually. But, um, yeah, I was just kind of as an aside, I was in that. Like in that community, and I just kind of wanted to contribute to it. So I was like, "Well, how do I take my background as a metal artist and sort of put an electronic twist on it?" Because I've always liked electronic music as well. Um, and just essentially, this whole thing is just this ongoing experiment to try to fuse like dance music with melodic metal riffs and stuff. Um, so that's essentially kind of the background. But it's it's all yeah, it's all done at home in within the comforts of what I refer to as the blanket fort spaceship, which it re- really does look like the in- interior of a, an adult-sized blanket fort. Um, and that was kind of the the point of that recent video that you mentioned for Passive Aggressive Predator, which is a mm-hmm. single that just came out, uh, I think, a week or two ago. And uh, <laughs> that was, was probably the most ambitious video I've done. Um, it was myself and my girlfriend, Becca. Um, basically, I had this plan to... Uh, to do one continuous shot through, like as I kind of get out of bed in the morning kind of thing, and then pick up this little drum sequencer that was wirelessly connected to my computer because, mm. like, the bedroom's directly. It's, it's
0: a Volca, huh? It's a cock, it looked like a cock, Volca. Uh,
1: is or the was, the Roland MC101? Ah, okay,
0: okay, yeah, oh, okay, uh, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I,
1: couldn't, kind of I couldn't
0: really make it out in the video, but yeah.
1: Yeah, hmm. that was kind of the downside is because, like, she couldn't quite navigate the camera around the mm-hmm. bed or whatever because, um, <clears throat> of course, as she's trying to, like, handle the camera, she also had to, like, backwards. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she has to you give know, you space to, to uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, to move through and stuff. Um, it was interesting. But kind of, yeah, the idea was to do one continuous shot as it go through the ho- like, walk through the house and um, just play a bunch of strategically placed instruments along the way. So it started with that little sequencer, um i programmed it to send like midi messages wirelessly using a roland midi adapter um, to my downstairs computer so that would start the playback session because there was like a bunch of audio stems that were playing back mm-hmm. uh, that were all in sync like there's a click track that i had in my wireless in-ears
0: just a little uh, interruption you know a video can be shot and audio can ad- be added later. You know, you uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, you made like a live uh, live. Renda- I mean, it's, it's I cool. Made it I, extra I, I hard just I just yeah research. exactly. You you did it enormously hard then because this is really. I mean, this is really tough. Okay, but yeah. it's cool. I mean, that's even because I didn't know that now. Now I know. You know, and for me it was seamlessly. But of course, I thought you you made the video and added the audio later.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs>
0: um, how how other people do it. Just just a hint. Yeah, that's
1: that's how of course. Like that's how you kind of making that nice sound nice and polished and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, but even like yeah, to to make it extra difficult, I essentially like I sampled the kick drum and the bass line from the actual from the Ableton session, mm-hmm. um, imported them into that little groove box, and then um, yeah, had it start the the, the Ableton session playback downstairs it was all wirelessly connected through audio and MIDI and all that stuff and then as I'm walking through the house I'm like tweaking little effects and stuff Uh, eventually I get downstairs put the thing down play my keyboard synth uh, which is also wirelessly uh, connected down the hall and then pick up the groove box again go back set it down and then eventually the playback from the group box stops and the rest of the session takes over and then I switch off between my midi controller and my guitar and stuff mm-hmm. and it's just it's, like it's a one novation thing.
0: circuit or something or
1: right uh what? the launchpad the launchpad yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. the newer uh, launchpad mm-hmm. x or whatever mm-hmm. um, yeah it looks looks yeah. cool and and, and (laughs) now now
0: it makes sense because I I just you know like I said uh, in in the preparation I just watched the video and you know I wanted to see what I can find (laughs) Mm. and and yeah I I could see that you kind of you got your guitar ready and and, and stuff and it looked like yeah you're waiting for your turn to to put it in but for me it it made no sense because I thought the video was shot um, Mm. separately and now it makes absolutely sense you were really waiting for the cue to, to come
1: yeah. <laughs> well, and the funny thing, too, is like in the video when I pick up my guitar, um, because that was the fourth take that, like, yeah, the fourth attempt to do it, um, which was pretty good, all things considered, right? Um, but from the previous take, I couldn't remember which side of my desk I put my guitar pick onto. So I was kind of like <laughs> panicking. You can kind of see it in my face. Yeah, for, like, for, for, for a short
0: while, this was, I, I thought like you were looking at the cue or something, yeah, something went wrong. And it... Yeah. <laughs>
1: because I was like I was kind of miffed at that point because mm-hmm. you know up until that point up, up until then the video was going well. I was like hey, mm-hmm. this is hopefully the final take. We don't mm-hmm. have to run through this again or whatever. Don't mess it up. Where's the pick? God damn it. We're going to have to do it all again or whatever. But then I found it and then did the thing but mm-hmm. um yeah it was kind of funny. But um you're yeah, quite yeah, ambitious was, I have to
0: say. I mean for that really I mean um how you say kudos or heads up to you it's really i mean when it it's you know extra i mean <laughs> kind of you, you you did it on on uh like a video game not on god mode or, or you know, the, the extra oh, yeah, the violent yeah, like mode extra or so, mode, yeah, yeah <laughs> ex, extra hardcore mode because this is i never heard of somebody doing this so hard um mm-hmm. okay no but very well yeah. done
1: I won't do anything like that again for <laughs> at least a long time because I was like, you know, a pile of rental equipment and like, yeah, just even setting up all the wireless systems and everything else, mm-hmm. and programming, running through it. But I don't know. It's fun to challenge oneself every once in a while and <laughs> just kind of. Mm, no,
0: no, see and what it, happens, I, it turned it turned out quite nicely. I mean, I, I, you know, I will not over. I mean, I will link to it uh, in the description of this video then, um, or the podcast, uh, what it become later, but. um yeah, if I wouldn't have known all the effort behind it, um, I would have seen a nice little home video, well done. And just, yeah. uh, <laughs> but yeah, so so it's a live session basically. Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, basically is, and uh, yeah, and the other the other purpose for it was just because, like, I don't know, we we got some pretty interesting decor here, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, it was just kind of, I don't know. Nice to show off all the all the, the veritable jungle that is our living room and stuff, and uh, mm-hmm, it's kind of mm-hmm. neat. And you have a two story
0: house, I know now, at least two stories.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just the two. It's uh, even the house itself is very interesting. Like, uh, like we're just renting it here, but our landlords are the ones that actually built the whole thing, and they're like, they um, they're very crafty because like, even those stairs, like the dark hardwood, I guess they actually made out of um, like recycled church pews. Okay. So, like, they, they found, that's like, cool. a local church that that's, was getting ter- cool. torn down. They're like, mm-hmm. hey, free materials, you know, kind of pilfered mm-hmm. those. I, think, I really like, like that. Floor. I yeah, really like,
0: like that. You know, we use – I mean, uh, we we can talk about this as well because I'm also kind of – how you say this uh, – not an ecologist, but you know, I try to be economically as possible as uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. using as little things as possible. So if I can reuse something, or yeah, uh, you know, then then I will upcycle or something. You know, I, I think this is even cooler because it has a a history. You know, it's not so boring. I'm I'm just mm-hmm. moved to a new place, and it's it's really nice, but it's built. Uh, how you say it, very efficiently? You know, it's it's really square and 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 before that, I lived in a little attic thing, and it was a lot of uh, beams and you know old uh, stuff, and it really had some some flair, you know, and yeah, some some attitude in, to it. And now this is good. This is but it, this is kind of like. Uh, uh, compact and, and good and, and well spaced mm-hmm. and you know you, all the, the, the it's
1: very German you could say it's <laughs> <Just> very efficient <laughs> yeah very efficient
0: you know all yeah. the walls are straight so you can you know put shelves on it and not nothing is wobbly or or crumbled or something but but this makes it also kind of very boring you know I mean yeah. it's, uh, yeah. um, it's 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 okay. anyway we, we talk about you not about me <laughs> but uh, I'm okay. I'm just <laughs> wanted to say I'm with you but. You know, some reused material have more flair. It's it's just uh, mm-hmm. it 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 has a history by itself, and um, yeah. anyway, I yeah, like and that.
1: Especially like the sentimental value attached to something, right? It's like um, my dad always joked about how like um, like I don't know in a very silly example, there was like we had two identical coffee makers, and one of them was basically a newer uh, iteration of this of the old one. Like the old one were just like like they were the same model, but uh, the old one was just kind of like old and rickety and kind of beat up and like some of the stuff didn't work on it or whatever. But when I moved out, I, I wanted to take that one specifically just Mm -hmm. because it kind of had more of a history. We had it for, for a long time. And like, every time I would like, you know, grind coffee in the morning, it would kind of remind me of like using it at our old place with my dad or whatever. Right. So he was just like, Oh, that's, that's very Japanese of you to, to kind of want that. Cause I guess that's in the, like culturally, um, there's like, in the Japanese culture, I guess, like, there's a, there's a certain uh, value to, like, taking old stuff that's kind of, like, you know, has scars and, like, scratches and, like, mm-hmm. you know, especially, like, if it's, like, a vase or something that's been shattered and then, like, you know, they, they'd make an art of putting it, putting all the pieces back together and gluing them with, like, gold, uh, like, paint or glue or whatever. I, f- I mm-hmm. forgot what the, the practice is called. But there's, yeah, there's some kind of, like, kind of magic to, to that, I yeah. guess. Yeah.
0: I, I think also, you, you know, why, why you said it, uh, but... I like um, when when you know I rarely buy uh, stuff, but when I buy a jacket, I, I I I really have a tough time because I like old jackets, you know, because we mm-hmm. we kind of we we fit and and you know they they kind of you know get around you and if a new one you kind of have to wear war in first, you know, you have to kind yeah. of get used to it and and how to move and whatever. I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I like m- my old stuff, you know, and I, I I usually wear stuff until it breaks. I don't know if you... <laughs> yeah. yeah but, but this is because of that, you know. Henry Cavill and The Witcher. Uh, pardon?
1: You're like Henry Cavill and The Witcher. His, thank, I don't know if you know, you like, much. or if you've <laughs> even watched that show, but apparently he uh, when they were filming it, like, the the costume like people were kept complaining because Henry's muscles kept tearing through his armor and they kept like, they had to keep fixing it as they were fil- uh, filming the show and stuff. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's you with your t-shirt. Yeah, that's, that's me. Exactly.
0: No, I, I got this t-shirt actually, um, as a gift, um, uh, from my last job I worked in. And, uh, one of my our customers uh, gave gave this to me because he was so pleased with my work. Anyway, uh, so yeah. and, and, and he couldn't really measure. He was in UK and I was here in Germany, and and he asked me for my size and it fits just the arms are <laughs> a little bit um, yeah. yeah small. Uh, I mean, no, <laughs> I mean my arms are not small, but anyway, you got it. <laughs> Sorry, we are rambling here. Um, yeah, so uh, we are not really uh, complete. Yet with my first question, because you Mm -hmm. haven't told us, I mean, you you told us that you are, um, you know, you had this metal band, uh, Solestis or something? Uh, Solestis, yeah, it's like
1: C-E-L-E-S-T-I-S.
0: But this doesn't answer your question where you come from, uh, you know, what what did you learn music, I mean, you seem to play now every instrument, uh, I take it, but... You know what? 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 Were your upbringing and maybe also what inspired you to to do music in the first place? And then we can maybe talk about. <laughs> uh, you already alluded a little bit to it. Why you doing the music you're doing right now? Because I guess there's no one who does it, so you have to do it. But uh, where are you coming from, music uh, um, musically? Because you you haven't fallen from the sky. Because yeah, we <laughs> have some well, craftsmanship actually,
1: here. um <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. I guess, um, like, I definitely recall when I was probably like three years old or something, uh, my dad had this, like, this really cheap um, nylon string guitar. Um, and I definitely, like, one of my earliest memories probably is just going and, like, constantly detuning the pegs on it, right, like you do when you're when you're a child and you have no idea what you're doing. Um, so that was probably my first exposure to an instrument ever. But um, yeah, when I was 13, there was like a, like a guitar class at our, at our junior high school. And I was instantly drawn to that just cause I really wanted to to impress girls, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the the as guitar player, I do that. Yeah. So that was kind of the primary motivation, but the more I kind of tinkered with it, the more I fell in love with the instrument, it just kind of came, came to me naturally. Like before that I was, like I would draw like comics and stuff I was like I was always a visual artist and I would do like tinker in photoshop and stuff and I still do that on occasion like I make all my own artwork and stuff Mm -hmm. um well at least like the the graphic design portion of it um these days I've been collaborating quite a bit with uh my girlfriend Becca who draws a lot of the artwork for like, anything of mine that's that has, like, all this cool line work and has all these, like, very organic elements. Like, she really likes drawing, like, skulls and, like, things with mushrooms growing out of them and whatever. So anything like that is her work. And then I'll just take that and import it into Photoshop and kind of finalize it and stuff. But, um, yeah, so art was always kind of my primary thing. And then as soon as I fell in love with the guitar, that's, like, all I wanted to do. And then eventually started recording my own music because I wanted to put my ideas down, like... Um, realistically even though i've been playing for how, however many years um i know very very few songs mm-hmm. like i know guys that you know they're you you ask them to play anything like you name a song and they're like oh yeah i know that and then they're uh, just like, you mean cover songs like yeah boxes. I, I, I got it okay yeah hmm. and there's like there's a pretty big like cover band scene uh here in calgary um and like some phenomenal players but like they don't like most of them don't really write original stuff so like I've always found it kind of interesting how there's like a spectrum of musicians, right. You could have somebody that's like incredibly technical and, and can play their instrument very, very well. But then like they can't write anything original versus like you have somebody who maybe has no technical like knowledge or training whatsoever, music theory or whatever, but they can like, they just have really good ideas or really good ear for stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I guess I'm somewhere in between, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, But yeah, I just always wanted to do my own stuff and then like, Um, my earliest recordings, I had like this horrible little, it was like a, like a microphone for webcasting. So it had like a very flexible gooseneck on it and it was like, the capsule was like this big. And what I would do is I'd like wrap it around my leg and point it at the sound hole of my acoustic guitar and then just like try to record that and tinker with software. And it sounded very, very bad, but, uh, I unfortunately don't have any of those early recordings anymore. That hard drive Hmm. literally melted, (laughs) but Um, still have a bunch of other older stuff and it's kind of interesting to go back every once in a while, listen to it just to compare, but, um, yeah. And then, yeah, play the instruments and then start recording, get into like software and sequencing and mess around with electronic instruments. And, um, the electronic stuff took pause for a number of years because I was so focused on all the metal and rock stuff. And then now I guess I've come full circle because, um, I think it was in 2016 I was at, uh at that shambhala uh, music festival and i was just kind of wandering around between stages just listening to all the stuff and i was like you know what i think i'm going to take a serious crack at trying to produce electronic music because like as a producer electronic stuff i think is the most intimidating for a lot of people just because like if you're a recording engineer um like sure there's no there's no right or wrong way to like mic up an instrument or record it or mix it or whatever it's just like you know what if it sounds good it is good like just make it sound good kind of thing mm-hmm. which is the the really annoying thing about like going to audio school because i i went in there thinking like okay there's got to be just one way correct way to record drums or something like that and they're like no anything goes just mm-hmm. do whatever yeah, it's, exactly
0: right? it's, it's kind of your you put your own taint on it or your own yeah um spin
1: Yeah. And it's both like liberating, but also like very intimidating at the same time, because you're like, crap, I have to put in the time and experiment and do this trial and error stuff. Right. Um, There's no formula to it. But yeah. So with with, like electronic stuff, it's it's even it goes a little further because, you know, as a guitar player, you don't build the guitar you play from scratch. You just pick it up, tune it and then off you go. You sure you dial in your tone and stuff, but then that's kind of it. Um, Versus like with electronic, there's a lot of sound design stuff. You're creating sounds from scratch like all the synthesizer like patches and whatever that you can that you can make and and whatever. And you know, sometimes you listen to electronic music and you go how the hell did they make that sound, right? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, eventually I just I decided, you know, I'm going to take the plunge and try to figure it out or whatever. And I was watching uh, a bunch of tutorials from this Australian glitch hop producer named Mr. Bill who, um, he, he had a series of online tutorials called the art of Mr. Bill, where he actually just like, they're like 12 hour long series where that he would record in chunks. And like this one, um, it started out (laughs) with like, it's just him staring at a blank slate in Ableton. And he's like, Hey everyone, it's Mr. Bill here. It's some stupid hour in the morning. Uh, I haven't slept for three days, but I have like mad writer's block, but I really want to make some tunes. So I'm just going to load up a synth, make some weird bleep, blow up noises and just see what happens or whatever and then so he starts experimenting and then like 12 hours later he's got a finished makes a master track and that was my first introduction to Ableton uh, which is like probably the the best in my experience for like sound design and electronic production just because it's very easy to route stuff in the program and just very easy to like mangle sounds and Chop them off and, and, do and also whatever, also whatever
0: to for for live performances I heard I haven't used Ableton, mm-hmm. I have to say but I I heard it's easy to kind of um you know with your with your nah, with your midi thing you can kind of uh mm-hmm. you know um nah, hit things and and kind of start start things and they blend in together quite quite well I mean it's it's, yeah. it's made for for live
1: performances mm-hmm yeah. And it's also like, it's very resource efficient and stuff. So even if you have a bunch of virtual instruments loaded and stuff, it's, uh, um, it's very good at allocating um, it, the system resources and the processing. So um, yeah, cause it's tailored for live performance. Like the, the whole idea is to make sure that your stuff doesn't crash in the mm-hmm. middle of it. Right. So it's, it's really good for that. Um, but Yeah, kind of coming from a background of like Cubase and Pro Tools and all that stuff and going into Ableton. It's kind of a different workflow. But then once I got into it, I was like, I can't stop and I can't go back (laughs) to the other stuff. Um, Hmm. But yeah, and really just I've just been experimenting ever since then. Um, Just going deeper and deeper into it and learning more about synthesizers and and all that crazy stuff. Um, But yeah, I guess here I am today just mangling metal riffs and uh electronic dance beats in a way that seems to hopefully make sense you know it's uh it's kind of hard to like place it anywhere like if you're trying to submit your music to like blogs for review or whatever and you're like oh i guess this has elements of like house music in it or it's got elements of like drum and bass but then of course uh, there's a lot of scenes that are like very passionate about that one specific genre and as soon as you like advertise it at as that thing, they're like, well, that's not real, like
0: yeah, I, I jungle hate, or whatever. I hate this. I, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really with with you with uh, For me, music is very liberating. You know, there is no right or wrong. There is just something you like or you don't like, and I really hate to be so. Uh, um, how do you say? Uh, is it pigeonhole the right word, or you know, with yeah. blinders that you just only? Uh, I know this, of course, too. You know, this is no true death metal because you don't yeah. do this and, blah, blah, blah. and what the beep you know I, i've tried to keep it pg <laughs> but yeah. this is really stupid i mean you know th- you, you can run in every direction basically you know and mm-hmm. and how I- if you know a little bit about metal and the history of metal where it comes from if if you would have played you know the blues stuff the first mm-hmm. ones have played then we would have you know we, we would still play blues but we, mm-hmm. you know and now you see how many you know um there's grindcore, core, this stuff, that stuff, stuff. Yeah,
1: metal in particular is there's so many subgenres of that
0: too, and, right? And, and so, like, so, so, so for me, it's it's kind of I mean I know it of course, but how can we be so so um, so kind of stupid or so 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 um, how you say so conservative? I, I don't know the real yeah. word for it, but how can we not see that mm-hmm. there is so much more out there? You know, and 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 for me. I really like your stuff, you know. I'm I'm kind of a fanboy here because this is always what I wanted to hear. To have this, uh, you know, I I grew up with ministry, Psalm 69. This was like, oh, we have guitars and electronics. This is possible. Yeah. I I didn't know, you know, and this was so, man. Yeah, you can you can fuse this, and and uh, and here in my little neck of the woods. Um, it was impossible to get people together, you know, to, to have uh, I, I could, you know, I'm a bass player by trade, so I, I played in a lot of bands and it's no no problem to find a band, but oh, can we add some electronics? You, you mean like just some piano and stuff? Yes, we can but no, I, I mean like really electronic and stuff and no, yeah, this is not true rock and roll, <laughs> this is not true hard rock, yeah. this is not true metal and oh, I hate this.
1: Yeah, you are like, yeah, with the times, man.
0: Yeah, There's a I lot mean, of
1: technology I mean, out there,
0: <laughs> and 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 also, I I okay, I I don't think. Um, that, that you are kind of I mean I, I really think you're doing what you want to do but uh, even if you think a little bit out of the box from a marketing standpoint if you do this right you kind of have a have a large, much larger yeah, audience because you have points, the metal yeah. hats and you have the the the, the synth guys and you have the the dance floor maniacs or whatever you call them yeah, yeah. and I just I mean don't get me wrong i don't think this is your goal to kind of like you know uh have all these but um but you might and, and and so anyway i i like like you i think it's very liberating to just do what you what you like uh and 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 infuse things and and um you know i grew up in in the 80s and you know for me I like pop music and stuff and uh so I like pop, but uh then I um also like heavy guitars and, and mm-hmm. why not fuse them and sometimes yeah. <laughs> I I'm, I'm listening to some some death metal bands and then I like, oh man, this is like a pop riff. We just play it really hard and really fast. That's all, you know, just a yeah. and and um and of
2: course like <laughs>
0: but yeah, if if you would sing normally to it it would be you could sing a pop song there. Anyway, this yeah. is, uh, you know, I, I think I'm preaching to the choir here because we, we are very similar here. That's kind of so idiotic to to restrict yourself in music because there is no restriction in music. I mean, yeah. either you like that's it or you don't <laughs> like it. Yeah, exactly. This is so, that's, that's a liberating thing. So thank you. Um, thank you for, for doing the music you're doing. Um, no, thank you.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's funny, actually, because like throughout doing this whole like because um, I've really fo- focused on kind of marketing over the last year and actually trying to build an online fan base. And, you know, like mm-hmm. it's been really cool, especially with, you know, people such as yourself kind of reaching out and be like, hey, <laughs> let's have a talk about this and stuff. Uh, but it's been really funny because I've, I've gotten a series of comments from people uh, just on my various videos being like, bro, I'm a metalhead. All my girlfriend listens to is electronic music, and I hate her music, and she can't stand mine. But it's like now we can actually listen to the same thing in the car mm-hmm. together. Thank you, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I'm like, you know, a musical couples therapist kind of thing, <laughs> in a way. I just, I just, I just uh,
0: um, got your your um, your Spotify up. And I mean, you're doing quite well. You have ten thousand, uh, over uh, almost ten thousand five hundred monthly listeners. So mm-hmm. uh, you know you're 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 getting somewhere. Okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're doing you're doing okay. <laughs> it's good. Um, so I mean, this is kind of this is almost not niche niche anymore. You know, I mean, you you are more than than just. Uh, um, maybe this brings me to another question. Do you have uh, a label or do you have some – because you just said uh, you focused on uh, promotion. Um, So how do you promote yourself or do you you have a label or somebody in the background who helps you with the promotion?
1: Uh, No. (laughs) It's it's just another hat that I wear. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, Yeah, it's just another kind of skill set that I've been learning over the last year, I guess. But um, it's interesting, I guess, because – you know, as, as a creative or as a musician or whatever, typically you're like, I just want to make art. I want to do my thing. And I like the marketing, it's, it's almost like kind of looked down upon. You're like, "Eh, Mm -hmm, I know there's people mm -hmm. for that, but like, it just seems kind of sleazy to try to sell yourself. Like a lot of creatives are actually really uncomfortable with that. I mean, I guess myself included a little while back. Um, but the more I got into it, the more I realized that it's like, Oh, it's just, it's another avenue to be creative because, Sure, like, yeah, my main focus is, like, my music and, and you know, the occasional bit of graphic design. But, you know, as you get into it and you start thinking about, like, okay, so writing copy, like, creative headlines that might be kind of catchy. Or, like, even just, like, a video that you put together. Like, how do I make this seem like a, like, if somebody's scrolling on Facebook or whatever, how do I make it so that they actually pause and go, eh, that's kind of cool.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, and,
1: like, the, the more you get into it, then the the more, yeah, the more that that creative ball starts rolling, I guess. Uh, which is kind of cool, but I mean, generally it's just been kind of a combination of uh, just making videos that, you know, you like you use them as ads, but you don't make them look like ads, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you have something that's incredibly polished and, and, you know, seems like it's really well produced, generally people like in the back of our heads, we tend to kind of immediately like dismiss it because we're like, oh, just another ad, just another ad, whatever, just skip and and whatever. Mm -hmm. But if it looks like it's a guy who's just like playing instruments in his living room, and you you find the tunes are oh that's kind of interesting oh he's flipping between all these different instruments and doing it all himself like as a as a one-man electro instrumental laptop band kind of thing um they're a little more likely to take pause and that was kind of the, a big part of the reason for that passive-aggressive vi- predator video mm-hmm. is to be like oh it's just a guy in his house he's getting out of bed now he's playing stuff <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um but yeah it's, it's all just me doing it and um, any sort of spare income that I have, I just dump right into like, you know, advertising and, and just like I sink it all right back into into the whole mm-hmm. craft and whatever. Mm-hmm. and Like, you know, eventually it'll hopefully start to pay for itself. But uh, um, it's definitely a, a slow uphill climb. But again, I haven't I haven't really been at it for very long. Like I've been making music for a long time, but like marketing, I've only really taken taken to in the last year. But um, the, the guys that I do have to shout out would be uh, a company called Indopreneur. Uh, Mm -hmm. They have a bunch of online trainings on this stuff and uh, like I just saw one of their ads one time and and, uh, they they have like really, really good trainings about like um, just harnessing the Facebook ads platform or like how the whole Spotify thing works or like and they're not like hacks. They're not like, oh, pay us 50 bucks and we'll pitch Mm -hmm, you to a mm -hmm. thousand whatever playlisters Mm -hmm. or whatever, like which is usually a scam. Um, They actually kind of teach you like how to like essentially treat your music career as like an actual entrepreneurship kind of thing like as a as a business essentially mm-hmm. um and uh yeah i've been learning a ton from from those cats and stuff so it's and, and then implementing it and just going my own way with it mm. which has been really cool um but yeah, yeah it's seem, all because
0: you seem to be doing quite well you know i'm i'm kind of i i hate this to 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 be An influencer because, you know, I would look down on an influencer kind of because I think of, you know, a little fitness model and like, oh, I'm, I'm drinking this and then I get slim and da, 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 -da," you know, (laughs) all this, all this stuff. But in a way I am and I'm also learning by doing, you know, and. And I don't think it's a bad thing because, like you, I do what I like to do. You know, um, nobody pays me to talk with you, and I'm looking for the people I want to talk to, and I reach out to them, and you know, like like we did, yeah, because I liked your music. So, oh man, this looks interesting, and so, um, and this is kind of what you what you also showed in your video. This is for authenticity. Authenticity. No, authenticity. No. How do you say this authenticity. word? Authenticity. Authenticity, authenticity. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sometimes my German comes a little bit too <laughs> much through. Uh, sorry for that. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, some, some words are a little bit tougher than others. Um, yeah, no <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess we understand. Uh, anyway, so my, my what, what I want to say is like like if you, um, because it, it was kind of exactly the same I hate to do that and I hate to advertise, you know, and I like, um, because I, I always thought, you know, if you make good music or if you make interesting stuff, people will find it, but it's yeah, not the case himself, so much, you know, Yeah, you you need yeah. to well, I mean, push it a little breaking bit. breaking
1: through the noise, right? Cause there's mm. so much content out there, right? And you're like, exactly. how do I squeeze myself mm, into that mm, little mm. niche or whatever, right? But, um, yeah. And even actually the, the really cool thing with the Spotify thing too is, um, I've actually found a bunch of really cool artists uh, that like I just discovered a bunch of dope new music just because uh, like once Spotify has enough data about your listeners, uh, it'll start to kind of like lump your stuff in with like other artists that Mm -hmm. might sound alike or like listeners that like your stuff also might like this stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. So. Um it it's been kind of neat discovering a sort of niche of other artists that are like they're not doing quite the same thing that I'm doing, but there's still elements of like mm. fusion of metal and rock and like all all this electronic stuff. you should um, you should
0: check the video I did uh, uh, yesterday with uh, no the, the day before we <laughs> uh, we're in lock time right now, so I have a lot of time to today yeah. to do videos. I will send you a link to it, uh mm. Alexia Mark. Uh, he's from the Ukraine, but he's living in Germany right now, and uh, and he does uh, the music, kind of
1: the same stuff. I and feel he makes like it. I've seen his name actually pop up in my list. I'm pretty mm. sure. Uh, I, 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 I was a little
0: bit confused like for a little a little bit because I put you both in my in my calendar, <laughs> and there was like, Alex yeah. and another Alex. Oh, did I do it twice? You know, because sometimes I get uh, confused, and uh, yeah. and you're in a different time zone, so so I always uh, check that I don't get things wrong but yeah i yeah i had two alexis so i will send you a link to, he he's a really cool yeah. guy and and he makes kind of the same music a little bit more and and i met another one uh in switzerland i mean met you know like talked uh, yeah. uh like this um uh, uh knife uh, and he's he's from uk london but he lives in switzerland right now so there, there is a group you know and i think also like you, you just said I think I found them all through Spotify because Spotify mm. knows now slowly, as creepy as it is, you know, they know mm. my what I like and what I put in my playlist, and um, so I get this offered. And it because I think I found you also through Spotify, I didn't saw you anywhere else, and um, and you were kind of oh this this uh, fits in, in yours and or my my daily no my weekly mix or something I'm going mm. through and. Oh, this sounds good, and then I check it out, and then okay, not much rare, but uh, I mean, uh, content-wise, because it was like you said at the beginning, this was like a mouthful. I was like, okay, you know, this yeah. guy—I mm-hmm, <laughs> uh, don't know. <laughs> yeah, but but it's yeah, it's tough to describe when you do something new, you know. I mean, maybe in in a few years or so, somebody will say this is X. Yeah, you know, they'll, this they'll is kind of
1: like yeah, a name for it. Mm -hmm. That'll kind of describe everything all at once. Hey, who knows? (laughs) Yeah,
0: you know, I I grew up uh, also with Fate No More. So this was crossover. So this would Mm -hmm. fit perfectly as well. But crossover is now kind of taken to meaning something else. Um, But it it would be the genre bending whatever, you know. Um, Anyway, so uh, you're doing quite well. And that's that's really nice. And, um, you know, please send me your music because I have a weekly radio show where mm-hmm. I play music I like, and I like yours, so I would really like to play it. And I can yeah. also, you know, now now we're into cross-promotion because I can promote <laughs> yeah. our video, and, you know, there's a video I'm just playing, and if you want to know more about Alex, uh, uh, check it out. So, you know, <laughs> that's Marketing yeah,
1: totally
2: 101.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, hey, if there's, like, a specific sort of mood you're going for one day or whatever, and you, and you, yeah. Let me know because then I can obviously have like a pretty broad eclectic range of stuff so if you know if you want something more slow and more ambient or something just like
0: my show is also eclectic I really like this word very eclectic because um I have a wide range of music I like you know and um i I see from from the other guys on on my radio station um they have very narrow genres and my my show is more like a mixed bag so it's everything Mm -hmm. from alternative uh, alternative rock to um over dark pop and dark wave and gothic and industrial Mm -hmm. metal so uh, you know i can the the, uh, my thing is the entrance point is i like it i like the music so i have played blues i have also you know fringes i even played some rap stuff it's very rarely mm-hmm. that i like some of this but some is good and um and then i play it you know and i'm um i don't know if you know submit hub i'm i'm kind of there as a as a radio station i will send you a link because this is something for you for self marketing yeah. um okay see you learned something also yeah and you can even pitch stuff there for free uh, mm. It takes a little bit longer, but uh, if you pay like fifty cents per per thing you send, uh, then you can mm. do it a little bit. Anyway, I, we can, mm. t- or if you want, we can talk about this. But uh, we have more interesting right. things to talk about with <laughs> yeah. you. um anyway, I guess
1: that's kind of the the neat thing about um, yeah, it's like doing your own radio show, right? Is right? like you're not limited by like record executives or someone like telling you like what you should play or whatever. You're like, no, mm. this is what I like. You like exactly it as well cool mm-hmm. if not man whatever find a different channel but yeah
0: and, and, and i really cool. like that that to you know to like i get to know you now and and as you can imagine you, you know i'm i'm a little bit more Experience now as a as a as a radio DJ, Uh, so I get a lot of uh, of, oh can you play this and that and uh, I constantly find new music and I just you know have to say yes or no and um, sometimes it's a little bit mean you know uh, because I'm kind Mm -hmm. of a gatekeeper of it and this is what I meant with I mean but um, yeah I mean I have to I have to draw a line because when we come to the other thing as you can imagine today there. Everything is so liberal, and everyone can become his own artist or you know produce his stuff at home on his cell phone or whatever um you get a lot of crap so i'm yeah. I'm also yeah this sometimes kind of man you have to like you want to put a sewage system before that you know that you can <laughs> fil- filter this out and and stuff um, um yeah, so some people really yeah any anyway. Um, so it's it's not always easy to to stay afloat in this uh, avalanche of, of stuff uh, you get. But anyway, I have only one one hour per week, so um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll need to be a little bit strict with what I play. But anyway, like I said, I play a lot of uh, a wide range, and I like it. You know, I like different moods because this is how I like to listen to music. If I always we're going back to this other thing, I like death metal, but mm-hmm. I cannot hear death metal hours in, in a row because then yeah. I get kind of bored because I it's, it's aggressive and hard and whatever and mm-hmm. but you know one or two songs fine but then I wanted to have something soft or some you know poppy and, and whatever to, to mix it up because otherwise I, my head gets dull I like to mm-hmm. you know to kind of be engaged and when you you know I like punk music but I really hate punk music. <laughs> Because Mm -hmm. most of the punks I know, they play only, you know, 180 uh, miles per hour uh, music, straightforward, and then then it's I like one song. I like two songs and three songs. Okay, and then okay. Now slow down a little bit, and you know, kind of because when when it hits better, you know it. You know, when you when you create mm-hmm. a song, you you take out a little bit the, the speed, and then you you hit harder or you you take some yeah. instruments. Yeah, out. the
1: contrast between the the, exactly. the elements. Yeah,
0: just, just you yeah, know. Yeah, so the, it's kind
1: of like a more dynamic listening
0: journey, right? Exactly. Make it make it dynamic, and and so sometimes uh, anyway, when I'm really. I get bored fast you know mm-hmm. if if you don't um if if you cannot play uh see maybe let's let's stop with talking about me uh talking about you um so how long how long do you have your your project uh, Aliak is it right Aliak or how you say Aliak Aliak yeah Aliak how long are you are you um are you producing music with with this project already
1: um I'd say that like the first track I made uh, with that name would have been back in 2005, but I wouldn't really consider that to be like an official anything, right? I was just like, yeah, call it that, leave it alone. Uh, but I guess more s- the serious sort of incarnation of it would would have been back in yeah, 2016 when I really started kind of going heavy with the electronic production stuff. Okay. Um, okay, because yeah. my, my, my question is,
0: uh, or the question I really have is... Um, so have you have you played live? Have you have you done some live shows with it as mm-hmm. a as a solo producer? As a, yeah. Okay. Um, so you did.
1: I've done a bunch. Um so yeah, like I've done a bunch of my own so- solo set stuff. And uh, I'll also sometimes play with uh, with my friends who uh, who are DJs and they're like very much immersed in the in the festival scene and all that. Um they're called Kali Yuga and the Genesis Project. And okay. um basically how that all started was like back in 2015 because they, they would regularly DJ like a bunch of these big festivals and stuff. And then they were like, Hey, it'd be kind of cool to like, cause they're also metal heads as well. Um, like it'd be kind of cool to have like a live guitar, play over over top of a DJ set kind of thing. So uh, we kind of worked out some ideas. I, I played a couple licks and stuff. And then, of course, the ravers go bonkers when they see like a live instrument, especially if it's somebody shredding guitar solos, right? Because then they're they're so used to like a DJ on stage, you know, just like, you know, the typical like lap, lap face and yeah, like the finger points and, <laughs> you know, the knob twists and everything else. But and then you, all of a sudden there's like a big pointy like mm-hmm. Alexi Laiho guitar on stage mm-hmm. like a solo being ripped and they just kind of lose their minds, which is kind of cool. Um, so that was, I guess the other thing that kind of gave me an idea to start pursuing this whole thing is like, Oh, okay. So make rave music, but with like guitar solos over top. Um, so occasionally like we'll actually play festivals now and they'll, uh, now that I have my own music to kind of contribute to the, to the, the, the live set, they'll like mix in my stuff with just the rest of their set. Like they don't, um, usually write their own stuff. They just kind of play like they dj other people's music but they're like they're they're how
0: we mix it a little bit we mix it up a little bit yeah like
1: Mm -hmm. their signature sound essentially comes from like even though it's other people's music but how they curate that atmosphere and how they build their set uh there's something kind of very magical to it and it's like very unique to to them Mm -hmm. um and so yeah with kind of me in the mix it kind of creates for a bit of an interesting experience Mm -hmm. um for for the listeners i guess at the festival and, ju- and just something a little different i guess outside of the the dj thing mm-hmm. yeah. um but uh yeah so i would do stuff with them and then i would also do a bunch of my own stuff where it's just me with like my whole live rig and um on my youtube channel i actually have like a couple of videos where like i have a full hour long live set which i the most recent one was from june uh it was just done at uh like I just filmed it in, in the basement that I lived at before we lived here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, yeah, kind of a showcase essentially of what my live set would look like. And it was just me flipping between the guitar and like in a synthesizer and my MIDI controller and all that stuff. Okay. Uh, That's and then one. I also, yeah, like, uh, it's, yeah, just called live at the blanket Ford spaceship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of, I I'm aiming to go and revise that as well. Like I want to make a couple other live sets and just like either try to live stream them if my computer can handle it without exploding Mm -hmm. or just film them and sort of premiere them on youtube or whatever um which in and of itself is kind of cool because then you can actually hang out and like chat with people while it's playing back right whereas you can't you don't have that luxury if you're actually performing the parts right um but yeah so live sets have definitely been a thing um it's still it in the grand scheme of things, it's still kind of a fledgling project. So like even before the COVID thing happened, like I was like, I had the luxury of playing at a bunch of local festivals and then a couple local clubs as well. But then over this past year, I kind of stopped focusing on that and I was like, okay, I'm going to get more into the marketing side of things and then get back to the live stuff later. Once I've sort of built up a bigger online presence and Mm -hmm. then COVID happened. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. Ooh, even less reason to leave the house. Great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so I've definitely Mm -hmm. maximized the time. Um, just kind of hold up at home and just like working on all this stuff. But um, yeah, live things are definitely a thing. And that's when I started this whole project, that was kind of my um, mission essentially was to like, how do I take all this stuff to the stage and do it all myself?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it would be really cool to do this stuff eventually with an actual band. Um, there's yeah, definitely lots of room for that. You know, like if you, if you look at even like how guys like pendulum or, have done it before, um even when they had like in flames join them for like the one track or whatever that was really cool but um i think there's definitely a lot of potential for it but for the time being because i can't afford to pay other band members i'm like yeah let's do this all myself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh and i and i constantly say that the nice thing about having uh your laptop as your bass player is that you don't have to constantly argue over who bought the last case of beer at the jam and you don't have to help haul its stupid Ampeg fridge-sized cabinet up and down the stairs.
0: But, but one, <laughs> one, one issue uh, with this, uh, I mean, I understand it. You're, you're free. You can do, you know, your vision counts. But how do you, um, you know, sometimes it's not good to just swim in your own sea of things, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, how do you, okay, I have actually a few questions. How do you decide when you when you finish a track because uh usually a track is always uh work in progress it's never yeah, done so it's, it's never really it. yeah, it's only a snapshot <laughs> uh, snapshot yeah that's right snapshot of of a of a moment you kind of say you freeze it in time and this is it so yeah. how how do you get to this point point? and also um how do you um yeah, I mean, no. Let's 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 talk about this because this is the point where how do you realize it's it's good enough? You know, uh, do you send it to some friends or do you do do you get, you know, I guess you from your girlfriend you get feedback uh, and and stuff. So, you know, sometimes a lot of artists have a little bit self doubt. Um, you know, when do you kind of are meant up enough to say, okay, this is how it should sound?
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's such a, such a difficult question for like, that's like the, the perpetual struggle of the, of the creative, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. as you just described it, how do you know when it's done or whatever? And especially where like the, with the luxury that a lot of us have where we can just start ideas at home, like, and like we have all this technology at our fingertips. It's really easy to get into it and stuff. Um, so many people struggle with like finishing ideas, right? Cause they're like, I have like a million songs that I started, but none of them are finished or whatever. Um, that's something I struggled with as well for a long time even going back to that like to the era of me being in audio school and constantly like improving on, on those like old Celestis tracks um, eventually because I was like I basically spent two years working on the same songs and sure I was learning all this technical stuff in in school but um Eventually I kind of hit a point where I'm like I haven't written anything new in years like I'm still doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and gets incrementally better every time but like I'm basically like I'm treading mud. Like I'm exactly that's, that's what i meant you all. know kind
0: of your own in your own bubble and nothing comes mm-hmm. in nothing goes out you're kind of just kind of in your own little sphere yeah and, you're spinning uh, tires yeah exactly it's, and
2: uh,
1: yeah so eventually i kind of had to like force myself to just draw the line and be like okay no <laughs> i'm doing this one more time one more once over and then that's it it's finished i'm not touching it again i'm just going to re- release it as is um because i kind of just made myself realize that um no matter how stoked i am on the thing that i'm working on today 5 years from now if i'm still working on it that's that's all it's going to be but if i've already moved on past it i'll probably have written way more better things by that point and i could look back on it 5 years from now and go oh that was cool but it doesn't it's nowhere near as good as anything i've done like today Right. So and, and, I just, and
0: you can also remaster it. You know, you can kind of yeah. uh, what's a lot of bands doing. You know, like uh, their early hits, and then they remaster mm-hmm. it the 2012 version or whatever of the yeah. song. So you know, I mean, it you you freeze it in time, but it doesn't need. I mean, you can still take the best part of it and, and make new um, mm-hmm. out of it. So
1: yeah. Yeah. Totally. And uh, and that's that's kind of the other allure of it. But um, yeah, since then I've just like I think over the last four years I forced myself that like whenever I start an idea I'm not allowed to start working on anything else until I finish it I'm gonna see Uh, it through to completion mm -hmm. Um, and usually like once I start a track like it'll be like with what with work schedules and my time off and whatever usually it's within like I want to say four to five weeks I can usually finish like a a project Mm -hmm. Um, and and that's like yeah chipping away at it like whenever I have time during the week and stuff but I guess when I know that it's done, it's probably when, like, yeah, as you said, there's always more elements you can add to it. There's always more you can do to it. It's a perpetual work in progress. But at a certain point, I'm like, I, I just kind of decide, like, you know what, this has enough layers. It sounds pretty full. If I add any more to it, there might be a point of diminishing returns. Exactly. Um,
0: or you, if I just but you feel overdo like I'm, it. Hmm.
1: yeah, like where you're just focusing on the same like four bar loop over and over and over again. If you're like that, honed in on it, like you should probably just leave it alone or I'll actually just, I will just leave it alone for like a week or two and mm-hmm. then come back to it. And if I need an idea comes to me, cool. Or if just listening to it with fresh ears kind of dictates that, Oh, this is probably good as is hmm. then I'll master it and then just get it done. But the other, I guess the, the flip side of all that is the benefit of being an electronic kind of artist and designing the live sets as, as I do like, I kind of picked up a lot of tips on this from uh, Cali and Tanner, like the the other, like Cali and the Genesis Project, just kind of watching how they mix their DJ sets. Um, obviously, they don't play full tracks, right? They just take the highlights, like the juiciest part of every track, and mm-hmm. splice them together. And that's kind of what I do with my live sets as well, is I'll, I'll take basically the, the best parts of each thing, and um, I'll also like sometimes write custom transitions, because, you know, they're already pretty genre uh like pretty F- fl- fluent and th- fluent Gen- yeah genre and fluent. So, like they're pretty different from one mm-hmm. track to the other and even even within one six minute long track it usually jumps between all this different stuff so i'm like okay so how do i make that fit on a grander scale within like in the context of an hour-long set and sometimes you know to get from this key and this tempo to this key and this tempo you kind of have to write a custom section just to make and, and that that becomes kind of cool because it's like you can only hear it within the context of that live set it's not a track of itself that's released anywhere else sometimes uh it can become a track of its own accord like you know i've used a bunch of transitions over and over again in in a live context and then eventually i'm like oh i think i can actually take this idea and run with it and it'll go a little further and then i make Mm -hmm. a a standalone track from it so like that gives them chance like those ideas a chance to evolve and stuff Mm -hmm. um but uh the other benefit of doing it that way is that I can essentially go back and remix my own stuff. So even though it's a completed studio track, I can take some elements of it and remix it in a new light, a new interesting context without doing it all from scratch. Like, like making it this whole big project is just kind of like a more quick and dirty sort of remix or whatever and makes it a little more interesting. And if there are any, any other things I want to add to it, then I can Mm -hmm. within a live context. And then, if that idea really goes somewhere, then I can always kind of re-release it as like, hey, this is an alternate version of this track or whatever. Or like, maybe it's a different tempo, maybe it's it's a slow, like, you know, half-time thing or who knows. So mm-hmm. it it kind of feeds into that desire to keep like rehashing a thing without actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I see, I see. So you're thing. kind of you you're rehashing it while you're doing your life set basically and trying out yeah. new things on the fly. While while yeah. while you're doing it, I see. No, it's it's not a bad idea. So how do you how do you create? A, I mean, what I'm asking here is more like technical because I I I think it's very intriguing and maybe I can learn something from you here because how do you build your life set? Is it is it like you you make an hour and it's it's uh, all uh, spliced together and then you I mean I'm oversimplifying. You hit play and then you you know mm-hmm. uh, things things go together and you know like this or. How do you have your no. single tracks um, you, 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 where you stop and then say, ah, hello, guys, and now I'm playing you this <laughs> thing and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello, Calgary! Hands up for. <laughs> Aliak, sorry, I, 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 your yeah. your your name doesn't roll yeah, You got roll a really good uh,
1: radio DJ voice. <laughs> thank you very
0: much. I have trailers. more. I have a good. Yeah. Thank you. Tonight <laughs> with um, uh, Alex from Aliak. Uh, yeah, now, now I need to to do some some special effects or something. And do 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 do.
1: Or <laughs> just the air horn. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, like like that
0: in works. the in the carousel or you how do you say uh, 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 the merry go round kind of things. Um, I don't know if you have. Uh, the the country fairs and stuff where we have these uh, little, yeah, little yeah. things and, and you know yeah the Ferris wheels and stuff you know yeah um, yeah, um, yeah.
2: <laughs> I
0: like no, it uh, yeah thank you and uh, how um, so 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 you have the it all set. stringed string together the life set then
1: mm-hmm. so I just I actually just because um, people were asking about it and uh, like I, I just made a a video for it and it's on my YouTube channel now um i forgot the exact title of it but it's pretty easy to find um <clears throat> and uh like basically i kind of go through like break down the whole process and actually show like the ableton session and oh, everything would, else but I check it. I check um, it. because it's, what i essentially it's do is yeah like if i can i guess quickly summarize it um basically I create a like a blank Ableton session and like every time I, I finish a track, I'll export all of the audio stems. So usually like just, you know, here's the drum bus and here is like, here's the bass, and here's a bunch of synths and effects and everything else. And then I'll, I'll lay them out on a, on one massive timeline. That's like an hour long or whatever. And I have all the tempo information there and whatever. Um, I'll usually start thinking in the back of my head, okay, so like this song is in this key in this tempo, this song is in this key in this tempo, I think they could flow together and then sometimes I'll do the custom transition thing or whatever. Um, but basically I arrange the stems on one massive timeline in a way that makes sense, uh, add in any custom bits if I have to, and then I'll cut out the chunks of stems that I, I think I can perform live. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like obviously the guitar solos or whatever, Like I'll still leave in like background harmonies and stuff to make it sound nice and full. Uh, A lot of rhythm guitar tracks I'll still leave in because I I like that wall of guitars kind of sound, right? Um, And so I'll just, like, layer my live guitar over top of the studio tracks in that instance. Um, Any synth parts, um, I'll either layer new synth parts on top of what's already playing, if it it fits, or I'll cut out the originals and then just, like, play them using a different instrument or whatever, like, in case... um, Like the synthesizer I'm using doesn't sound exactly like the software that I was using or whatever, but I'll still play the same notes, just a different sound. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's interesting because I just got like I I sold off all my other synth stuff and I just got this Machine Plus, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a standalone Thing that has its own audio engine and it does all the drum sampling and synth mm-hmm. stuff and everything else and like mm-hmm.
0: I, I checked uh, I checked out the Archive um, Akai <laughs> Force I think it's a, it's a it's, it's kind of similar <clears throat> tool and I really liked yeah. it but it was too expensive for me <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh, yeah anyway and so sorry go yeah. go ahead
1: oh yeah so like I basically just have to figure out how to use this thing in 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 my live set sort of context or whatever. It'll open up a lot of avenues, but it's like, I basically have to revamp everything that I've done up to this point and start using this thing with it. In theory, I could probably even use this thing completely without a laptop, but I think mm-hmm. I just have more flexibility with Ableton, um, which especially in in the way that I can automate my input channels. So that's kind of the other aspect of it is once I have my entire session laid out, I've cut out all the chunks that, that I can perform and figured out all the parts that I can and can't do. Um, I'll basically just Master that one massive stem and then Mm -hmm. export it into a new Ableton session and then start working on my Input channels so for like for the synth and then the MIDI controller um, as the timeline scrolls along I have the ability in Ableton to actually specify what instruments playing So I don't even have to switch anything. I can just walk up to the pad and start playing it Um, If I wanted to I could even have Ableton send MIDI messages to my helix which is my guitar processor Um, and then have it change the patches on the fly, but it kind of gives me less stuff to do in that case. And Mm -hmm. by that point, I've already done so much programming. I just don't want to do more. So I'm like, I'll just, it's pretty easy enough to just stomp on the different patches and change Mm -hmm. the things. Um, but then using Ableton, um, I can automate things like effects or volumes like so say if there's like a section with a guitar solo I can boost that part and then like duck it out when it's back to the rhythm stuff uh things like filter sweeps or even just mutes because when you're like rapidly changing between the guitar and these controllers like sometimes your strings will ring out and you don't want that so Mm -hmm. um I'm able to just mute that part of it and so it just kind of cleans the whole thing up right um, perfect and then uh, just put like a limit limiter right on the end of it so nothing like overloads the output and like mm-hmm. it's it's very I controlled see you, you
0: put you put a lot of thought into it but on, the only thing that what goes into my head is um i mean I, it makes absolutely sense and it's, it's it's cool and i'm pretty sure you know it works very well what i'm just thinking is uh, more from a Normal live band perspective, it's kind of like you usually pause when when you know you finished a song, and then thank you, and you know, and and how how do you do that? You you can stop it, and then you can go on, or or, because it's all blending together basically, you know. Yeah, one hour. Well, even there, like I would
1: um, like I would have sections that I like. This isn't in the in the most recent live set, but um. Like whenever I'd perform live, I'd usually have a microphone and stuff and I would have a bit of banter in between tracks or if there's Mm -hmm. a section where like, you know, one song is fading out and the other was coming in, I would have like a little bit where I would just like crack some stupid comment or something Mm -hmm. like this song is about my best friend making fun of me. 20 seconds to say say something (laughs)
0: Something like this. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, don't miss the cue. Um, so there's, yeah, it's uh, okay, kind of okay, pre-orchestrated okay. in that way. Mm,
1: okay. um, the one thing I am thinking of doing, though, is like, because with Ableton, using the launch pad, you can actually, like, just trigger scenes, right? Like, so you could totally, like, instead mm-hmm. of having one giant timeline, I'm thinking of ha- breaking it up into, like, say, three to five chunks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the songs are going to be pre-mixed, but then, like, I would that would enable me to sort of have, like, an improvisation section. And that's something that I could do with the machine is, like, you know the ableton stems stop and then i could start playing back like or actually just live loop using the machine uh and then have that maybe blend into like the next section or something like there's there's a, lo- it, a lot of flexibility um with that approach i just haven't spent the time with it yet but mm-hmm. i think going forward it would make a lot of sense to have more like room for improvisation and mm-hmm. uh because and stuff yeah, yeah this is this like, is what you I, can't, what I, like hmm? um well, like yeah, if if a set is pre-programmed like that's that's what you get, right? But like if you're if you're kind of looking on the dance floor especially like that's kind of the big benefit that DJs have is that they can sort of vibe off the crowd and if they're exactly. like oh maybe reach the crowd past and the
0: see okay now we're dancing and now I should exactly kind of, because this is exactly what i what was was in my head all the time um mm-hmm. because you're kind of you're stuck you know you're kind of uh, okay now we're we're dancing and the next one is, is yeah, a slow just, number and it, exactly yeah. and you have to do do it I mean it makes it makes sense and it it's kind of easy because you you basic i mean easy you know uh, don't get me wrong it's not but um but yeah so it it kind of makes makes you stuck to to the metronome you got and and you cannot speed up things or you know or uh this is what i always liked in a band you know you just look around and okay and we do another chorus and you know the people are you know are really in it and and stuff so um yeah you're a little bit
2: hmm Yeah, Yeah, you can hindered by that.
1: You hope that the 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 time that you spent like sort of arranging it is interesting enough for people to keep engaging with. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, I I guess I've had a couple live instances where where I I have thought like, oh, it it would actually be really cool to take this in a different direction, but
2: can't Mm -hmm. don't
1: have that option at the moment. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of what I'm thinking of like going forward to address that exact issue is to try. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. even like uh, the one thing i was thinking of doing and like having a massive flow chart right say like okay i have chunk a and chunk b and then chunk c and d and depending on the set maybe i can go from a to d or b to c or something and then mm-hmm. like have different transitions between those so it's still kind of pre-programmed but i'm able to steer the set in different directions
0: exactly that's, uh, that's also what i because uh you know just that you know where i'm coming from um i, I was a singer of a metal band once and and we, we didn't have a, a drummer for for a while and, and also not a bass player so we had only two guitar guys and me as a singer and so we were coming you know you know it was 20 Oh, 20 years ago! Oh man, I'm old. Uh, Twenty years ago, vintage. You're vintage. I'm vintage. Oh, thank you, thank you. Classic. <laughs> no, no, and and the problem was there that uh, you know they, they programmed the drums and and the the bass. So and and they were so you know they had kind of really good metal guitar guys and whatever. But if you would have seen our set once, that's enough. Because the next set will look the same. And the next set will look... Only I, as a singer, could kind of move around because we were so preoccupied with their uh, uh, two guitar solo parts, you know, doing Mm -hmm. a a dual solo thing. And, you know, really cool stuff. But there was not much going on. and, And it was kind of boring for for the people to see you know kind of also the same layout the same turnaround that's why I wanted to know how, how you do it because this can be I don't say that you that you are doing it badly and not unengaging not, not like this but I, I I'm a burned child like we say in German here um, yeah. that, that it gets boring when you yeah, when, when you repeat yourself all the time, you know, so I think mm-hmm. this A, B, what you just said, A, B or C, and so to keep it engaging, and also you already uh, said that you don't play exactly the same synthesizer and it's not exactly the same note, and, you know, there's var- variation in it. And, and with MIDI, mm-hmm. you can also, you know, you get a MIDI signal to your... To your synth, and then you 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 do the, 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 the DJ stuff and meow, meow, and just put yeah, it somewhere else, you know, and then it sounds also different. that's okay. So th- thank you, but, but it's very interesting how you do it because um you're you're the first one who who does it like that. I I talk I talk to, you know, mm. uh, because usually people try to to cut it in in, in songs, and then yeah. you know, they do can like kind live of looping
1: s- and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: and, and oh, exactly, yeah, or when we can switch a little bit around and like. You said the DJs will read the crowd usually, and then you know they give them what the crowd wants, and then mm-hmm. you know sometimes, of course, you also have to take a break, and I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, we're already over an hour, but that's that's fine with me. I mean, we we can go on if you're if you're yep. uh, if you're still up for it. Um, I uh, you don't have to answer this okay. question, but I kind of already got the answer, um, so. Uh, as you are not living from um from the music so you have other incomes and and uh, you you uh you're doing you're doing fine i mean in this uh, day and time um, mm-hmm. at the moment you're doing okay
1: yeah i've been very fortunate in that regard um yeah. Cause like my current day job, I just work at, uh, at a music store, like a musical <laughs> instrument retailer. Yeah. So, you know, at the very least I mean, I'm closely aligned heaven. with my interests, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And like that, I definitely get firsthand exposure to a lot of all the new toys and stuff. And, you know, I have the ability to you know rent them and stuff like that. And, um, for example, all that stuff that I used in the most recent video, I was able to just rent from work and mm-hmm. kind of piece it all together. And I definitely have the, the benefit of having guys that, are very knowledgeable and that stuff to bounce ideas off of and stuff. So, um, but (laughs) yeah, the COVID thing has been an interesting experience in that regard because like we've been open the, the entire time. Um, like for a while, like we were close to the public. There was like, we're just doing curbside pickups and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, people would call in, I want to buy this prepay for it, whatever come in, we would just bring it out to the parking lot and like all these safety measures were in place Mm -hmm. and stuff, but still open the full time. And I guess we're kind of in an interesting, industry niche in that regard because um all of a sudden everyone has all this downtime and they're like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna pick up a new instrument i'm gonna or even like just Mm -hmm. uh, like i'm gonna play the
0: ukulele yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) digital pianos right now good luck getting one anywhere really Um, okay yeah like because pretty much any of the major retailers um nice <laughs> okay awesome. you, know, you know this
0: one the old one
1: yeah hmm. a little bit i've never tinkered with it too much but it's
0: it's uh, fun it's my, anyway sorry go, go ahead sorry. <laughs> no yeah, i just wanted to show off i have one
1: <laughs> i like it i'm proud of you hmm. um yeah like it's been interesting because like even like like recording uh stuff because it's not just musicians that are figuring out how to record their own stuff at home um or even just learning how to like still you know have a band practice just remotely right like mm-hmm. people playing instruments like you and i are, are talking right now over skype and stuff mm-hmm. um but even just like yoga teachers you know or or fitness instructors trying to figure out how do i get the best quality signal into my computer and then stream it so i can actually take my business online and stuff so for a, for like a few months we were like sold out of any like usb microphones recording mm-hmm. interfaces any of that stuff was like mm-hmm. so hard to come by Um, Headphones are kind of tricky right now. Yeah. Pianos, keyboards, like anything that's like an entry level instrument right now is very difficult to come by. Like you're looking at months of wait time and stuff. Um, And they're, yeah, like we're open to the public and stuff now, but I mean, who knows the regulations change all the time, but by this point, it's like, you know what, we were curbside a couple, like a few months ago, so worst case scenario, we'll just go back to that and still, you know, continue to be employed, which is very fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on one hand, I was kind of jealous because the rest of my household was like at, at home, kind of cooped up the whole time. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're, what, and,
0: you're, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah it, I was
1: like, if I had that mm-hmm. much downtime, I could mm-hmm. get so much done, right? Mm-hmm, but then, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, they were also going kind of stir crazy. Whereas I had the benefit of at least like going to work and at least interacting with, you know, my peers and stuff and, um, just to have some social variety essentially in the, throughout the whole thing. Exactly. But, um, yeah, so there's flip sides to, to all of it, but yeah, I definitely feel fortunate in still having, you know, a job throughout the whole thing. Um, because there's definitely a, a lot of people out there that are much worse off, um, in that regard, but. Yeah, it's uh it's been a time. But going back to that whole like, oh, less re- less reasons to leave the house. Now I don't have to feel like I have to go out and be social. I can just like well, uh, I guess we're uh, in lockdown. May as well keep making more tunes. Mm-hmm. You no. Know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no. And uh, you know, some it it gets to me slowly because here in in Germany, I I guess the same. And I lived for for 2 years in Montreal, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. you know, in 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 Quebec, uh Québécois. Oh, nice. Um <laughs> So, merci pour votre collaboration. Uh, it's not much what, what, what I still remember, but anyway.
1: Hey, to um, be fair, we, uh, we don't really – there's not a lot of like French speaking uh, here in Western Canada. I, I know, I know. <laughs> it's, 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 it's also, so, you probably <laughs> know way more than me. <laughs> Maybe. But.
0: Anyway, what I wanted to say is uh, um, I'm getting a little bit um, – Tired of, of uh, you know of this whole pandemic, of course too. But I'm also fortunate I can go to work, uh, and I get a little bit depressed. I wanted to say some anyway. That's 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 stupid. Um, uh, um, oh no, no! I was also I was I was jealous at the others. You know, like. Uh, I watched I just started this new series and I'm like, oh and I'm going to work and Argh. yeah and so, but but yeah when when I really think about it you know i I rather go to work and and get out because now I'm really okay this is what I wanted to say i I really miss things you know i I usually was going you know to support your local scene i I went to everything but I kind of find mildly interesting it's a small town I'm in you know not as as big as Calgary that's for sure and um but, but now I'm kind of even you know, I would go to whatever you know, just to, to to have something, and I'm really hoping that once it opens up again that people will know the benefits of you know congregating and coming together and and you know dancing, sweating, and whatever yeah. it's kind of i really I really miss that. I never thought you know, um. I'm a little bit older now. I have a family. I have my, my daughter is uh, becoming 8 next next month. So, you know, I have other stuff to do and, and my my focus shifted a little bit. But mm-hmm. now I really I really miss it and I but, but my hope is that everyone is very hungry once we are coming back, you know, that that will will flock to the to
1: the to the things anyway. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully there's there's still venues to come back to because we yeah. definitely had a couple like Local ones that you know they were like community staples, and and um, yeah, they they've had to shut down just because they couldn't afford to stay open anymore, Mm -hmm. which really sucks. But hopefully, you know, um, they'll just kind of like like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Exactly. I I hope
0: so. I hope so too. I really, I really hope so because yeah, this would be really. This would be suck. I mean, you you're doing like we talked about. It, you're doing well on the internet, and that's fine. You know, to kind of hone your skills where and stuff. But life is life. You know, I mean, yeah. to, to, in front of an audience, and it's just it's just not the same. I mean, this is what what drives me. You know, I'm I'm a in in German we say Rampensau. I'm a um, <laughs> It translates to stage pick, you know, somebody who really mm-hmm. wants to present themselves, you know, you know, wants yeah, yeah, yeah. to be big, and you know, I did do some did some acting and some stunt shows and stuff. So this is really what I love to do, you know, to yeah. perform, you have to be an and,
1: entertainer, to exactly, yeah, performer, exactly, e-
0: exactly, and 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 this, I mean, even you you mentioned live streams and stuff. Yes, it's cool, and it's cool that we can mm-hmm. do it. It's also cool that we can talk, you know, that we. Um, yeah it's all great but it's not it's just a surrogate or uh, um, it's a little replacement for the real thing you know it would be much cooler to have a real interview and maybe seeing you on stage and then afterwards you know and you did anyway Um, um so I'm I'm actually through with so my, my most of my question but I, I if you still want to go I have a question uh, or not just for the audience who uh, listens to this as a uh, podcast. You're wearing a Rick and Morty t-shirt. That's really cool because I mm. I could have worn my I have a Mr. Uh, uh hoodie. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I really like this one, and it's it's so it's so not me. It's it's bluish, uh, you know, uh, uh, baby bluish and stuff. And um, yeah. anyway, I I really like this show as as well. You know, it's 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 really fun because it's so. Over the top stuff. Uh, so I guess mm-hmm. we kind of have, a, have the same humor. <laughs>
1: yeah, even though how like some of the episodes at the very end, like they just they end on such a dark note. You're like, what did I just watch? <laughs> yeah, but we they have some some, really some tough stuff in it.
0: Yeah, some some really, yeah. I mean, deep deep tough stuff. Sometimes, mm. but it's it, it's good, you know. I mean, um, I like it that we are like. We're kind of like music, you know. We're not bound by anything. We're we we're just going wherever we want to go, you know. I, I guess you know, Family Guy or what was this other show, uh, The Simpsons. First, you know, uh, kind of started to to branch out a little bit and and asking tougher questions. And this is what now the 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 pinnacle how you say the the summit of of uh, crazy stuff because there's no limit at all you know with all the 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 parallel universes and stuff everything can happen everything goes but still still it's it's a lot of fun because sometimes i don't like it if it's so um you know, that everything goes, it means you cannot take everything seriously when the stakes are not there, you know, because, mm-hmm. ah, okay, now, now he dies and now comes back from that, but but we really do some dark stuff, you know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to mention it because people in, on the podcast will, will not see it. Um, mm-hmm. One other thing is, um, I guess this this was on, on purpose that you don't have a singer um, in, in your project, let it just uh, be you and and doing doing the the music
1: or yeah, w- was uh, it was it
0: intentional or did you <laughs> didn't find anyone who, who wanted to sing
1: uh I mean the thing is like i I do have some some phenomenal vocalist friends uh but it was just kind of like going back to the the whole do it yourself sort of aspect where I'm like yeah, like I'd love to collaborate with them and, and, and with some I have, um, but ultimately it's in the spirit of just me doing everything, uh, on my own, like eventually I'll probably get back into vocals. Like I've had some ideas for, for doing like some vocal things. Uh, I just, for whatever reason, I just haven't felt inspired to write lyrics in the last probably four or five years. Um, because like, in in the old metal project, like I was, I was also like I was the lead guitarist and the vocalist as well. Like primarily mm-hmm. doing like the growly rah 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 kind of stuff, mm-hmm. okay. um, and occasional occasionally <laughs> the true like the, death you know, metal stuff. Yeah. Here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the growlies. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, with this project, unfortunately, the electronic stuff. There's less room for the growlies, mm-hmm. and like I I do a bit of singing, but I, I haven't. I'm not nearly as confident in that realm as I am as, as like an instrumentalist. Um, I guess, granted, I do have access, like the, the advantage of using a computer is yay, auto tune, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, not to an extreme amount, but, Mm -hmm. but at the same time with electronic music, it's all hyper processed anyway, so who cares? But, um, I do want to get back into it at some point. Um, and it would be cool to start introducing more vocals to my stuff. Um, that isn't in in the plans, but, um, in the meantime, it just kind of went from, from the idea that most of the electronic music I listen to is pretty much just instrumental. It's just, you know, kind of dance music stuff with like, you listen more to the sounds and the melodies of, uh, of the instruments than you do, like worrying about like vocal lines and, and such. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just went at it from there. And it also, I guess, added a bit of a challenge as far as um, like, how do I make just instrumental stuff interesting? Because I figure if, if I can make that work, then I don't have to struggle as hard with, with other things, but Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's yeah, true. I think it's that's true. kind of where it stems from, but really mm-hmm. it's just the fact that I haven't, words haven't come to me in, in a few years really, whereas I used to write lyrics all the time, but for whatever reason they haven't as of late, but I'm mm-hmm. sure I'll get like some download from, you know, a muse at some point and then eventually mm-hmm. I'll like jot some stuff down and like, I do have a lot of, uh, old just lines that I've written like little notes and stuff throughout the years and occasionally like how I used to write stuff back in the day was I would go through the list of them and see which ones would thematically fit together and just kind of like arrange them and make mm-hmm. them work. But mm-hmm. just haven't spent the time. But mm-hmm. yeah, eventually yep. cool uh, I,
0: I can just, you know, say to the listeners out there, your your music is not um it's not overstuffed, but it it's also not missing the the vocals, I uh, I have to say. Because sometimes um you know, I, I listen to a lot of music, uh, obviously, and uh, and you, so do you. But uh, you can hear when when some people um, just anyway, put in too much space, so that there couldn't be a vocalist. You know, when there there, there is no space for because we we filled everything. I mean, maybe a good, really good mu- uh, vocalist could also still fit in something, and and you always can put in more. But, um, mm-hmm. sometimes it's too full. You also need, you know, if you if you write for a vocalist in mind, you, you kind of leave some space where the vocals yeah. can be and can shine, you know when when we are not uh, uh, competing with the other stuff in it. so and and I think with your, with your music, it's kind of it's not there and it wasn't it wasn't intended to be. So it's not missing, but you're not overdoing it as well. I mean, there still could be added vocals. But um, they, don't, they don't miss. And, and I've, I have said this a couple of times already, so I'm kind of repeating myself. Um, um, what I really like, if, if music is not overstuffed, you give it air to breathe. And this means, um, you know, for me, when, when I listen to it, I'm a vocalist too. I can, I can hear things in it that are not there. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm yeah. kind of looking for oh yeah, there could be a harmony or a melody, and and I, I my my brain puts it in, and so I hear more than you did, because you let it mm-hmm. breathe, you you gave it empty spaces, to to do its own thing, to kind of get its own spin in it. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I I really like that. So you know, I always get the, the, I, I tell people the comparison of when you, when you have just your acoustic guitar on a campfire and you, you play a song and just sing to it and, and I still can hear the orchestra in the background mm-hmm. you know, even if it's not there because it's just, you know, there's empty spaces I, my, my brain can fill and mm-hmm. uh, so uh, anyway kudos to you, like I said, I'm a little fanboy, so um, Thanks, very, man. very well done. Okay. Yeah, thanks so much. yeah, you're very welcome. So um yeah, I'm I'm done. Um do you wanna wanna share some last thoughts with the, with the world? Anything um uh, maybe what can we expect from you? But you already said like um you're working on it and you take usually five weeks. Anyway, what what is kind of um <laughs> the the
1: like the next steps, I guess. Yeah.
0: What What's your next steps? What's I mean? Uh, granted, we are in, in difficult times right now, but uh, so what can we expect from Alek? Uh, li- 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 say it again. <laughs> L. El- Sorry, I, I don't yeah. know. This just doesn't roll off your tongue so easily. Aliak. I know. It's Alec. a and It's a
1: stupid name too. Um, <laughs> like it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, like I came up with it when I was like I think six years old. I was like. I guess, as an aside, I'm, I'm from uh, Soviet Russia. Well, I, I was just Soviet about remember, to
0: ask you because Alex yeah. Popravkov, the yeah. yeah. Ochenko <laughs> Russia, he sounded a bit Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I, I learned uh, Russian, you know. I grew up in East Germany, so behind the uh, Iron Curtain. So, oh, yeah. Mother Russia was my friend.
1: Officially. Officially. Officially, officially, of course, yeah, yeah. I love them. Yes, the, the <laughs> um, Yeah, like I, I was born in Vladivostok, um, mm-hmm. and then we came to Canada when I was nine. But um, yeah, so when I was little, like I had like this ripped, you know, pirated copy of Warcraft two. -hmm. And there's like there's a thing where you would tell the elven archers to like you'd command them to go somewhere and they'd be like oh yeah like like as a confirmation thing they'd be like I serve the Alliance or whatever, but it was like translated so (laughs) sluju alianzo. but I misheard it and I thought they they said I serve Aliag sluju Aliago, so I was like oh well you serve Aliag I am Aliag. So, Mm -hmm. like, ever since then, like, whenever I'd have, like, a video game character or, like, you know, whenever I'd be playing Lego with my friends and I'd have, like, my little cameo, he was always named Aliag. So, just something that's stuck throughout the years and it's really dumb, but.
2: Mm-hmm. Know,
1: but it's unique. Like, but I, it's
0: unique at, at the yeah. same time. You know, I, I had a hard time to to find it because I um, I couldn't read it so well. I didn't know if a L was
1: an I or something. Oh yeah, um,
0: yeah. The, the thing I couldn't. Yeah. Really especially read it.
1: the logo that I made. That's kind of a thing. You're like, I I don't know what that letter is. But it, exactly. I, I couldn't <laughs> find it because I wanted
0: to look you up yeah. a little bit more, but I couldn't even write your name. <laughs> I mean your artist name. So like, oh. no. Yeah, no. I I really had struggle um mm-hmm. uh, but but i finally found you uh you know with some <laughs> i mean i got, I got you on, on instagram and when i kind of got it um yeah, what yeah. it means and um looked you up a little bit more um yeah anyway thank you uh so we have even an explanation for alia yeah. and you're from mother <laughs> yeah. russia at
1: some point i should probably go and actually change that in the logo like i just revised the g a couple months ago but uh, mm-hmm. I should uh, probably tweak the L so it looks more like an L. Yeah, uh, I I was confused
0: (laughs) what what it is, you know. But, I mean, it's not Mm. such a long name that you cannot try out different things. But, yeah, going back to marketing, you're absolutely right. People... Who might not be as persistent as as I was, uh, might be just like, ah, let's leave it, you know.
1: But at the um, same time, if they've actually t- put in that that much that much effort, maybe they're more likely to become a more like a long term, I guess, fan, you know. It's, 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 so it's like a filter. It's, right? Exactly, it's a
0: you have to you have to decide how you want to see it. You know, it's a yeah, half yeah. full or half empty your class. You know, I mean. <laughs> say it's, half full
1: and the other half was delicious <laughs> but, uh, it
0: has been delicious because it's already in you right yeah. um
1: <laughs> but uh yeah i guess next steps wise um i'm trying to figure out how to just make more recurring content just so i have stuff on a weekly basis and you know be it for people that are exclusively on, on like my mailing list or if it's like just people that follow me on the socials mm-hmm. um i been just just trying to circulate some ideas around and Um, I was thinking of doing like like weekly live streams and things just of like either writing sessions or just like hanging out and answering questions or whatever. But my computer thus far has really struggled with that. So (laughs) I might have to just film a bunch of like, here's what I'm working on this week. And then just like like Mm -hmm. those kind of videos and just put them out, Um, I guess. So after after uh, we're done uh, chatting, um, like because Mondays are usually my day off and that's like my get things done. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of day so like last week i came up with an idea for for a new song like just like uh, a guitar if i started figuring out and um like mapped it out in midi and stuff so i'm gonna be working on a, like starting a new track basically and thus far the way that it sounds it's kind of like a cross between children of Bodom and pendulum so that's kind of cool 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 <laughs> I, like, I definitely like want to like hear it a, i definitely want to yeah hear a it. melodic metal drum and bass mm. kind of thing um so i'll be doing that and then yeah, just trying to figure this thing out, like mm-hmm. learn the, because it's it's definitely got a bit of a learning curve to it, and see what I can do as far as incorporating that into live sets, and then maybe like I I do want to start, uh, filming more, more of my tracks, like not quite as ambitious as I did with Passive Aggressive Predator, but I do want to, um, get Becca's help again, like just using the old phone on the gimbal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just probably here because you know we got a pretty small space, and this probably makes the most sense to use it as like a set um but I should just yeah like set up um my instruments and just do like playthrough videos of all the tracks and just kind of maybe release those on a bi biweekly basis or something, just so you know people that fall into my my atmosphere I guess can kind of get familiarized with the tunes and videos tend to be more engaging anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there are a few tracks that I have that actually where I s- swap between like acoustic and electric guitars okay, as well, cool. plus everything else that's going on. Uh, so might start putting some of those out in the near future. But, um, in the meantime, yeah, like, um, I'm probably going to film a couple instances of me working on the tune today and put them up on the socials and, um, just kind of go from there but Mm -hmm. yeah recurring content and probably more like live set stuff and then obviously more music like um i'm kind of undecided whether i want to keep doing like single releases or if i want to actually try to like save a few up and release like an ep or an album in the next Mm -hmm. little bit because i do have like an ep and an album out uh, along with a a bunch of other singles but
0: but you could you could do both i mean you could kind of um first you know single 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 and then you you Mm -hmm. have an ep or an, an album or even ep and then single, 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 EP, and then you make yeah, totally. an album again. You know, always adding a bonus track or something so that it's really mm-hmm. there. But as long as you're doing digital, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, this, I'm, I'm, just living on Spotify. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I check out one song, maybe two or maybe three, and then when I move on to the next one, you know. So I'm. Yeah. It's it's not the time anymore that I get an album and listen to it attentively. All the time mm-hmm. through, you know, I'm I'm really sorry, uh, but it's I'm being just honest here. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm just one or two songs, and then when, when I, I move on, because like yeah, I, I told like you earlier, to use a I like medium there. exactly, yeah, 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 and so. Yeah, do do that from from the little things i know this should mm-hmm. be the best uh thing because um then you kind of basically always stick your head up again you know and, and the fans will will see it yep. you know the, the guys who follow you will get uh get it in their release radar and you know so mm-hmm. you know things will happen from them uh, from from there so that's that seems like the best option
2: and, totally yeah. yeah
1: and and even like with every like release i try to make a bunch of likes kind of background content like making of or like studio diaries or like a bunch of other stuff which uh, more recently I've just kind of been um, essentially incentivizing people that like want to follow me a little bit closer to actually like sign up for like the mailing list because then that way they get to see all that stuff they're like kind of like a separate section Um, yeah because then like if someone is really invested in the music they kind of get like an inside view as to like here's how this all came together and Mm -hmm. like here's kind of like a step into into the studio and everything else is just like, you know, for those that are engaged, it just becomes more interesting and, and kind of a little more rewarding to kind of follow a little closer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's, yeah, kind of what I did with even like this past video was, um, I had kind of like a breakdown of the rig and I went through all the little details and like how the whole thing was put together and, and whatever. But, um, mm-hmm.
0: And, yeah. and now with this video, people will know more about your background a little bit because this kind of mm. also makes it easier to, to, you know, kind of, you know, you're knowing what you're talking about because sometimes I have a feeling when you when you follow some guys and then like, okay, yeah, you know, but this is not how you do it or, you know, some, some people are not really that well versed into the stuff they do. Yeah. Let's put it this way very nicely. Um, I have one last question I just re- remembered um, or realized. um passive, aggressive predator. how mm-hmm. um, ha- How did you come up with this name? I, mean, <laughs> I-, I know as a tune has to get a name and there is no no lyrics in it, mm-hmm. so it's kind of but wh- why? I mean, it's kind of a strange word combination,
1: yeah. yeah. well, I guess that's that's the overarching uh, theme with pretty much all my titles is they're all very stupid. <laughs> but hopefully eye catching, you know, if somebody mm-hmm. sees it in a playlist, they kind of uh, like hopefully drives level, them to investigate level, level. further, mm-hmm. but where they all come from, like for one, um, yeah, like the uniqueness kind of makes them a little bit easier to, to, to search or a little more eye catching than just like, Oh, this is a song about home or I love you or, you know, whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, uh, the other thing is because of ins- instrumental electronic music, uh, anything goes, it doesn't matter what it's called. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually have a list on my phone of just like a bunch of really stupid titles that usually come up from like wine-fueled conversations with like friends, mm-hmm. and uh, that's pretty much where they all came from, which is why if you look down the whole list of, of my stuff, it's, yeah, Passive-Aggressive Predator, Argyle Twinkle Toes, Squat Lobster, like just things that make <laughs> like poop ball ferocity us. they make no sense. Uh, but where Passive-Aggressive Predator came from was- Optimistic,
0: um, or, Hectoblasm, Oh, Hector yeah. Blasen, I think, was the one I, I kind of found you with. And Poltergeist Face... Yeah, Poltergeist Face, uh, and Poltergeist face Palm. Uh, your be- like a beloved, beloved palm ghost. Yes. Yeah. Something about cheese dreams. Okay. Yeah. okay yes, really.
1: <laughs> Something about cheese dreams came from Becca. She was talking about how, like, if you eat a bunch of cheese before bed, you usually end up having really weird dreams. Mm, okay. thought it, <laughs> <okay. laughs> it was a good title, but... Um yeah, passive aggressive predator, basically we had um like a friend and a roommate, a former roommate, who like if she saw you wearing something really comfortable um -hmm. and she became envious, it was very obvious in her eyes because she'd be like like she'd be having a conversation with you and she'd be like actively listening, but then she would kind of keep looking. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you could see the envy, right? And you're like, okay, I, I know you want you know, mm-hmm. this comfortable thing or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like we started making fun of it and calling it like being a passive aggressive predator kind of thing. But, um, I mean, you could, or you could even say like cats or a passive aggressive predator, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so it just, it just seemed like a very, like, cause like on one hand, one hand it sounds kind of harsh, but on the other it's sort of benign.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's passive aggressive. It's like a bit of both or whatever. So it's like a, a harmless,
0: Eagle no, it's I, I, I like I like the idea. It's, it's intriguing. It's like mm-hmm. um, even you know you, you know yourself. Uh, you know we're talking about marketing again. It's people don't know your music and they see just the, uh, or I can say it from my perspective of a radio DJ. The first thing mm-hmm. I'm gonna see is the, the artwork of your singer, and then I can already you know judge. Does somebody p- had put in some effort, or just photoshopped something on something? And and then I see, of course, the title. So uh, and yeah, this title would be intriguing for sure. So you, you did you did it everything right here. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is this is how um, you should not forget that you know that there is also um, you know you pitch it to people, and, and the first thing we're gonna read is oh, this is my new song. Um, Poof puff uh, the cheese dragon <laughs> <laughs> or something. <laughs> <And> the, <"What?" laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. no, thank you very much for your time. Um, it was it was very uh, very fun to talk with you, and I'm really and I'm honestly really looking forward to hear me- more from you. Uh, I wanted to say mehr mehr is German and give me more. Uh, um, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah no I'm 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 uh, you know I'm I'm pretty happy that I found you because I I like your openness to to kind of things this is exactly what what my radio show is about so mm-hmm. um I'm I'm happy looking forward to to play your stuff and yeah and if you have new stuff please you know how to get in touch with me just send it to right. me and I can put it in my in my show mm-hmm. okay so thank you very much for your time
1: yeah
0: um Thanks I so wish much. you all I the best this. it's been awesome Yeah, no, thank you. I mean, you're you're an awesome guest. I mean, you just, yeah, you're, you're, I mean, I think we're quite like-minded, so it's easy to talk (laughs) with you. Um, So, uh, yeah, thank you.